Welcome to NetSmart Care Threads, a podcast where human services and post-acute leaders across the healthcare continuum come together to discuss industry trends, challenges, and opportunities. Listen as we uncover real stories about how to innovate and improve the quality of care for the communities we serve. Let's get into the show. Thank you for joining us. My name is uh, Jason Banks. I'm the Vice President of Client Development for Post-Acute at NetSmart. I'm joined by Erica Gregory. Hi, Erica. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. Erica is our Vice President and General Manager of Revenue Cycle Operations at NetSmart. Uh, I've asked Erica to join me so she could share her expertise and leadership with you around billing strategies. You know, I think it's needless to say 2020 has been a extremely challenging year for our clients who have been uh, greatly impacted by the COVID pandemic. And when you, you know, you add on that to all of the typical regulatory changes, you know, it, it, it really has been uh, a struggle this year for, for many. Uh, finances are tight, needless to say. So let's go ahead and jump into our podcast and so- cover some of the topics. So, Eric, as you work with our senior living and home care clients, what are some of the largest, you know, revenue cycle or billing related challenges you're seeing? Gosh, that's a great question, Jason. And I think you said it best, challenging is the best word to describe this year. You know, we started out the year planning for change. We were planning for our payment reform and and getting settled into what that meant for us and uh, across post-acute with PDPM and PDGM. And um, then it's been the story of the year for me, I feel like has been like, has been curveballs. How do we deal with the curveballs that have been thrown at us? And professionally, as well as personally, all of our organizations and us are dealing with what this new normal of the pandemic has met and meant for us. And with that, I think um, it's been talked about a lot, but there's some really specific items inside of revenue cycle that um, a pandemic and, and thus working virtually or having to not be close together has created challenges. As we approached the payment reform, we were working on educating all of our staff and getting our staff ready for their payment change. Both inside of my organization, I know so many of my clients were were doing the same. And so just as we were hitting our stride with that in the spring, gosh, here comes the big curveball where many of us had to take a billing function that usually is is very office-based and requires a lot of good collaboration to a decentralized, how do we get everybody out of the care setting if they don't need to be there so that we can curb infection control? And uh, how do we still allow that collaboration and training that is needed to be able to happen? So I think for us, I'm I'm so proud of my team for how we were. We actually, um, in 24 hours, took all four of our central business offices virtual. And so we're incredibly fortunate that we were positioned well to do that. But I know for a lot of clients, um, that was a big challenge, just technology-wise, being enabled to send some folks home to do their, their work from home. Huge and, challenge. And, huge challenge. You know, and I, I think about, you know, as an organization and having been on the provider side, you know, what I didn't realize, Erica, 
from the very start was that billing and revenue cycle starts the moment you get the referral. And so not just the, the billing teams being home, but the intake staff and the frontline clinicians and everybody being disconnected and have to orchestrate this it is incredible. It, and I love that you say that, Jason. One of my favorite statistics I share with clients as we're looking through denials management is over 60% of the information that goes onto your claims form comes from the upfront process before care is ever provided. And so it's so important that you have those teams collaborating well. And not that uh, we didn't all in revenue cycle across post-acute rise to the challenge, but it was a challenge. And something that I think is exciting, and I think a lot of revenue cycle leaders across our industry should really give themselves a huge pat on the back because this has been the year that really had to stretch us on how we could be creative and, and find unique solutions to this. Absolutely. I would totally agree and applaud all of those at the provider level as well as your team. I mean, they've really done an outstanding job. But on the post-acute care communities, what advice would you give to our post-acute care uh, communities to improve their operations and to stretch their budgets in this incredibly difficult time? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that we see that we provide a lot of advice on and I always think is an important part is making sure that you're planning for the regulatory change in your budget plan. So budgeting is, is a challenging time. It takes a lot of work and effort, but um, going that extra step to look at what regulatory and payment changes are coming my way and how am I going to flex my budget so that I have realistic plans for how we're going to account for that. You know, one of the great examples of that that we're working with a lot of home care clients on right now is the no pay wraps that start in 2021. So, you know, no longer are we going to get that um, upfront payment that we have. And so that's a big change from a budgeting perspective. There's going to be a, a timing of our cash that is going to be changed. And now we have to have those on file so quickly. So really looking at your days to wrap right now and thinking through what, if anything, do I need to change around my staffing so that I'm going to meet that new timeline? If you don't, there could be so much money left on the table. So, um, yeah. yeah. That is so good, Erica. And, and you and I talked earlier, it's not just you know, regulatory changes that could impact your, your financials in the upcoming year. It's even things like MBI numbers changing. I know you and I had a conversation earlier today about the fact that the MBI numbers changed about a year ago from being, you know, as, uh, synonymous with your social security number to unique identifiers. That caused a huge change in the way that revenue cycle was impacted for hospice providers specifically. And so it's regulatory changes. It may be things like MBI numbers changing, it could be a whole host of factors that will impact your revenue. Absolutely. And, you know, that MBI one is, is a great example on how I would also encourage organizations to think about technology. So, you know, that that change of no longer accepting a subscriber or social security number meant that organizations that had um, 
clients and, and residents and patients that they had been seeing for a, a decent amount of time, now all of your eligibility information that you, you've had loaded is no longer accurate. And so there's a couple of nice pieces of technology out there that really can make this a seamless transition for your front-end registration and intake staff, as well as then really curb those denials on the back end for your revenue cycle. None of us have extra hours to be working additional denials these days. And so being a, making sure that you get the right information on that claim with that switchover is just so important. Absolutely. Can you take a, a moment to share some examples of how your team has helped post-secure care clients with certain challenges that might be of help to other organizations out there? Yeah, absolutely, I'd love to. One of the things that we've seen a lot, and it goes to what I've been talking about earlier around uh, just the changes that we saw this year, um, a lot of our organizations found themselves short-staffed. So whether it was um, sending staff to work remotely meant that things weren't as efficient and so they just weren't able to get through the normal inventory that they do, or they had individuals go out sick or they lost billers. And so recruiting and training right now, is, uh, training especially, as I mentioned, is, is really hard in a remote environment. And so um, we've been able to help provide clients some augmentation in their staff. We can quickly scale up and scale down for them. And so that that is probably one of the biggest things that I've seen this year is just helping folks bridge that time period. And then several of our clients have been looking for enhanced reporting that they've needed in order to make plans with their budgeting as well as just the day-to-day -day management. So, you know, as I mentioned, we've got all of these regulatory changes happening, both the ones we had at the beginning of the year and the ones that are coming. Really understanding what your key performance indicators are telling you about your business is important to know how am I doing with the change that just happened, as well as how do I plan for the next one and the next one. So, you know, if I don't know what my days to wrap is, I have no idea if I'm ready to have it on file under the new deadline. Same thing is if I if I don't know where I'm starting to see declines on my reimbursement because I don't have the right codes, I don't know how I'm I'm doing and how much revenue I have at risk based on the payment reforms. That's so good. You know, going back to your initial comment about you know just recruiting and training, these are really such highly specialized positions, and many times the revenue cycle teams have such a wealth of knowledge about the entire, you know, organization or, or business that they're in. And I've had the opportunity, I'll say, where, you know, one of my key billing folks is, is uh, retired or gone on maternity or an extended leave for whatever reason. And wow, is it just hard to find somebody with that level of domain knowledge about the industry, the organization, the billing requirements, the regulatory requirements. It's just, so your, your point is absolutely well taken. I think it's an area where a lot of organizations really struggle is how am I going to replace this key individual that is so, so talented and so knowledgeable, you know, and, and find another person just like him or her, it, it's really difficult to do. 
It, it it's true. It does end up being um, at so many organizations I've I've worked with. There ends up being so much tribal knowledge in um, the revenue cycle, and a biller that's gotten comfortable with a payer or comfortable with a service line. We have a client that. Um, is one that immediately comes to mind when you say that they they had a, a client in Delaware that we work with that has been just a, a really great success story um, with the partnership. Their biller retired and they thought they had a backfill and it just didn't work out. And um, when we stepped in to help them, they had 95 days worth of back home health bills to get out the door. And so, you know, there just was a sense of panic in the organization, right? That That is a, a rough spot to be in because um, they're just every single day you're feeling a little bit more behind. And so we were able to move things around and get them staff uh, ready to be logging in within 24 hours. And we're able to get all of those bills out. And my favorite part about it is we reached out to them the other um, day because we had collected 100% of that back AR. And so just a wonderful story. Their, their president was just feeling very good about how they're heading into the end of the year and just not worried anymore that we weren't going to, you know, that they were going to have these bills that aged out to the point that they were just going to have to write them off. That's so cool because I, I know that for many organizations, that money goes right back into the individuals that are caring for patients and families. And so it's so important, um, not just for the financial stability of the organization, but to continue their mission of serving their communities. I'm going to uh, pivot a little bit in the final question and ask you to get out your crystal ball as we look towards <laughs> 2021, what advice would you give to our clients to help them stay focused on caring for patients yet keep financially smooth uh, operations? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I for my home health clients, I can't say enough about the change that's coming in January, and it's going to be followed very quickly with the NOA process the next year. And so for those in that care venue, um, from a revenue cycle management standpoint, I can't stress enough if you haven't been already looking at both you know, managing a cash flow perspective to get ready for this, um, what's going to feel like a cash attraction for a while as you you no longer get that payment on the wrap. And then also really looking at how quickly you're getting them on file because if you don't, you will miss out on that reimbursement. For my hospice clients, we've been doing a lot of work since Medicare made that change around MBI, and we've got some good technology to help clients look MBI numbers up, automate that full process. So as they are bringing um, additional uh, clients on that they can quickly find that information and not have to have an overly cumbersome uh, eligibility process with a family. And then with my senior living organizations, this has been a real roller coaster of a year and planning for revenue for next year. And that payer mix is really important. So if you're not looking at what these changes um, have done to your payer mix, it's really important that you do because slight changes in that payer mix can make a big difference for your organization's profitability. And so um, keeping an eye on those KPIs 
are really important and something that we work really closely with clients on because it can just drastically change what you plan from a resourcing perspective for the next year. Gosh, and then if I can't stress it enough, be thinking about what type of technology you need to deploy inside of your revenue cycle. The world of clearing houses has so drastically changed and there's so much that can be automated, whether it's Oasis scrubbing or MDS scrubbing or advanced eligibility lookups or, you know, a lot of um, new uh, self-pay collection tools that are out there. So enhancing your payment portal or um, the look and feel of your statements and how you interact with clients on that collection process. There's, There's a lot of technology out there that has tremendous ROI. And so something to really think about as you're approaching what's likely going to be another year full of change. I mean, I think we're all hoping that the vaccine's going to come and and that we're going to have our lives back, right? Um, And our businesses back to where where we were before and even better. But I think you know, my crystal ball says it's still going to be six to nine months of the world we're living in. And so thinking strategically about how technology and partners can help you and what your reports are telling you is, is what is my advice that I would give. Such such great advice, Erica. And I, I can't echo that enough. I think, you know, with high deductible uh, health plans on the rise and sort of we're at almost a tipping point with Medicare Advantage uh, coming close to 50% of enrollees, I think that, you know, making sure that your technology and your 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 people can support that is so critically important. Well, I, uh, I want to thank you and your team and the, the organizations that, that you serve and all the post-acute care organizations out there who are going through this incredibly difficult time. I um, appreciate your time today, and I hope that you and your family remain safe this holiday season. And and we do, as, as you pointed out, we have a vaccine in 2021, and, and there's light at the end of this tunnel, and, and I do believe that uh, we'll get there together. Absolutely. Jason, uh, same to you. I hope you have a great holiday season. And to all of my revenue cycle warriors out there, give yourself a pat on the back. It's It's been a year and we've made it. Absolutely. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. At NetSmart, we understand the challenges facing provider organizations. Our team will help you navigate changing value-based care models with solutions and services that make person-centered care a reality. We'll equip you with technology and services that provide holistic, real-time views of care histories that inform better decision-making and better outcomes. Visit us today at ntst.com. NetSmart, serving you so you can serve others. Thanks for listening to the NetSmart Care Threads podcast. Through collaboration and conversation, we can work together to make healthcare more connected than ever before and better support the communities we serve. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.